standby passengers, see me at the podium of your city center. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel and aviation podcast. Monique, Laura, and Tyler are three friends that work for a major airline as gate agent, flight attendant, and ramp worker. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the best places to travel or things to do. Enjoy. Welcome to the Honor of Lounge. We're excited to have our guests, Nick and Brittany, on the show with us. You may know them as Family on Standby. You guys have a presence on Twitter, Instagram, and then the big one on YouTube. Yep. Where else can people find you? There's that, those are the main ones. That's the main one. That's okay. the main, yeah. yeah. In- Instagram. Did you say Instagram? Yeah. That's yep. What, yep. I think that's we, we follow you guys on there, and you guys, I think you're hilarious. And it's so funny. <laughs> Someone <to> does. <laughs> so and that's a compliment come from Tyler, because yeah. Yeah. he likes funny people. I feel like you guys are kind of the the video version of what we'd want our podcast to be. You guys share information about stuff. You show the good side and the bad side of non-revving and you're funny with your stuff. So it's kind of the, it, it's fun for me to watch your stuff and, and be like, it's kind of how what we want to do, but video. So I knew that uh, watching your stuff that we wanted to have you guys on the show, you guys are kind of like, when we talk about non-revving and standby stuff, you guys are what we would do and what we want. So I'm glad you guys did that. So you guys have about 150 videos on YouTube. Is that right? I think that sounds video. right. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Wow, <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> and you guys started before you had kids, but you've got kids now, so you can see like the whole. We started right when we had kids because okay. largely we just wanted... before. Yeah, we started in 2015. Did we? Yeah. I thought our first one was with Olivia. Our first one was Brussels when I was pregnant. Well, that wasn't a YouTube video. Though. That was just, that was a non-rev. Oh, we yeah. Were, yeah, non-rev. Now. Okay. She's all got right, the mom right, brain right, thing yeah. happening. The mom brain will go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We started when, when Olivia was probably a year or so old. And we kept hearing that people were like, you can't travel with kids. And we said, bolt. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how it came to be. They do a great job showing all your stuff on YouTube and, and, and your Instagram. I think you guys are funny. And uh, I'm excited to have you sit down with us. And then thanks for inviting us to your home to record war in Chicago. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Looking forward to it. Yeah, welcome, guys. Why don't we get started with you telling us about yourselves? Like, tell us about your jobs and then tell us about your kids. Okay, Brittany, will you go first? Sure. So I am the one who works for the airline. So I actually work in kind of the digital side online. So that's kind of how we have our airline perks. And I've been I've been working in the airline industry for about six years now. So I love it. It's awesome. I, I enjoy being able to help people travel, not just ourselves, but other people too. So that's what I currently do. And then Nick. I'm just the groupie. <laughs> 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 what can you go a little more detail not about the airline but just like what does that mean like the digital side of yeah do- so i work in online kind of e-commerce and really that's working with the website so i kind of help assist people f- to find their way a little easier so i work with the online experience and just making sure the customer can find what they need to essentially i mean it's not too difficult for them to locate what they need to do interesting yeah yeah, it's a lot of like, it's a mix between design and technology. So I enjoy it. It's a fast growing space. So 
Very mm-hmm. cool. How did you find that job? Well, I actually worked for an online travel agency before I came to the airline. So it just kind of happened to fall together. I actually, I started in marketing and design and then kind of went into a little bit more of technology from there, which I think is where a lot of marketing is headed. So that's just sort of the path that I found myself on, but didn't intentionally kind of start out with. But a, a lot better than Nick, who started in architecture. And What is this shade? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Rude. So did you have, you guys are so big into traveling. Was that a reason that you went to the airline or you always wanted to work for an airline or it just happened to work out that way? Well, I kind of always wanted to work for an airline. So when we moved to Chicago, I started with the online travel agency. And that's where I kind of got a little taste of like the benefits that you can get working in the travel industry. Not quite the same as the airline industry, but just sort of like a little hint at that life. And then I knew that I wanted to work for an airline. And luckily, we're in a city where I was able to do that. So I just started applying for jobs. And then I got lucky with one. And I haven't looked back since. I I definitely don't regret the decision at all. Were you working for the airline before you got married? Or or did you marry her just because of the benefits? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, she, we've been married married longer than that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were actually in Cancun when she got the job offer on her travel benefits for the other job. So yeah. oh. <laughs> it worked nice. out nicely. Yeah. Nick, what do you do that you get the time off to to go travel with her? Uh, travel with her. I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, she's one of the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. So we do a lot of short trips, just like long weekend stuff. I work in e-commerce too, so my job is still remote for the moment. And yeah, so that's just long weekends and then PTO. Yeah, occasionally we'll do like a week-long trip or something, but those are a little bit more rare for us, especially with the kids being in school now. That yep. that adds a significant challenge. So how many kids do you guys have? We have two. Our youngest is two years old and then the oldest is five. Oh, nice. It's similar to my age kids, so... Yeah, pretty good. You know the stresses that, yeah. you go through. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so my wife had to fly home last night from Salt Lake on the Zed Fair because our airline filled up. And so she got on, on Southwest. So she got her own ropes with kids, which is nice. But she landed. It was later than she expected. And the baby had peed through a diaper onto her. And she had to get all three kids. And she's just like, oh. Oh, it's awful. Oh my gosh. Three kids that are six <laughs> and under. So yeah, our oldest, Olivia, who's five, she just had her first experience sitting by herself in the middle seat next to two strangers. So turned out okay. How though. did she do? She did good. She good. fell asleep. We might intentionally do that in the future. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> she chatted their ears off at the very beginning and the very end, and they were very cool uh, talking to her. And then she passed out and life was good we were just telling the story when i flew my wife and the kids up to salt lake we got to the gate and they didn't have four they had four separate seats and so i was telling the, the three-year-old you're going to be by yourself like sitting in there and then i told monica's story and she said the next day working a 14 year old or mom wanted to sit with a 14 year old and said she was saying my brother was telling you a three-year-old they had to sit by themselves so you guys can handle uh, yeah, like if we can prep a three-year-old to sit by themselves, you're yeah, fine right? for a 14-year-old to sit by themselves. Yeah. And the, we, uh, they put us all in the back row and worked it out. The gate agent was great. But, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, they're the best. All right. So one of our favorite parts about you guys and your YouTube channel and stuff and Instagram is your sense of humor. 
Do you guys have any funny travel stories or things that happened to you guys while you were traveling that... What hasn't happened to us? <laughs> Our first non-rev experience, which we went to Brussels, that was when I was pregnant and it was because I was hungry, craving chocolate. So that was interesting. We went there for how many, what, for like less than 24 hours? Yeah. She sent me a text at like 10 in the morning on Friday and said, hey, tonight's flight at 5.30 has open business class seats. Can you run home, grab our bags and passports and just meet me at the airport after work? And we flew out, landed Saturday morning, and then she got her chocolate. She was a very happy <laughs> pregnant woman. Uh, and then we boarded the flight home on Sunday morning and we're back home by Sunday afternoon. Yep, and a bonus uh, Belgian waffle. Yes. That's nice. <laughs> That's but it's like most women like well the joke is what that the husband goes and gets some yeah ice cream from home mm-hmm. you, you like yeah you guys went to Europe to yes to get ice or to get chocolate did you get yeah. business both ways yeah yeah okay. we did yeah that Fantastic. was our first attempt at sitting in the premium cabin too and it worked out business both ways nice that's what I was trying to imagine having my wife when she's pregnant and she has those needs and stuff but she also the thought of her being like let's fly around the world for, for fun i would do that in a heartbeat but i think she'd be like oh no like that doesn't <laughs> sound fun at all so that's cool that uh that worked out all right so will you guys share a destination or experience with us that you guys have had i think the one that people always ask us about is we spent a few weeks in japan whenever it was first born so he was how old was he when we went seven weeks yeah he was eight weeks maybe super tiny yeah yeah So we flew to Tokyo and spent like, what, a week in Tokyo, Mm -hmm. a week in Kyoto, Kyoto, and then a week in Osaka. Mm -hmm. And then my parents flew out and met us for a few days. That was their first big international trip. So it was kind of spending maternity leave in Japan was pretty great. A lot of good food. So much good food. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of my, I I think that has to be my favorite place we've ever been. Right? Yeah. I think it's something that sometimes people don't consider, but once you're there, it's the people are the friendliest people you'll ever meet. I mean, super under the radar. Some, we couldn't find the subway at one point and some local man literally walked us all the way there. And it's just, he took time out of his day to do that. And it's just, you'll find those people everywhere there. We loved it. Yeah. Everett was, since he was just seven weeks old, he didn't want to sleep in the middle of the night as a baby does. And so I was strolling around uh, the streets of Osaka at like three in the morning with him in a stroller drinking a highball. And I, I, stopped, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped to grab another one. And the lady didn't speak any English working at the store, saw Everett was up and playing. And she's like, can I hold him? And so she walked him around the store and I chilled out for a little bit. And it was it was awesome. So how do you get a passport for someone that's only seven? Because it doesn't take weeks to get passports. Or what is that yeah. process? Well, you have to wait for their social security card and birth certificate. So we expedited both of those and had those within about a week, maybe two weeks after they were born, and then applied for the passport right after. So his Everett's passport is, um, I mean, it's his newborn picture. It's probably one of the first actual pictures he's ever had. Yeah. He started the process right when he was born. But... Well, let's do it. <laughs> it's like the glamour photos they do in the hospital. You pay extra for it. It's like yeah, the right? baby like, all yeah. propped up. No, it's just on a white sheet. And, it's... <laughs> and then they're five years old and they look nothing like their passport picture. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Like newborn for yeah. seven years. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, five, five years. years. We five just years. had to renew Olivia's passport. And that was her fifth birthday present was a renewed passport. Yeah, yeah I've seen those a few times skate agents and i'm like okay how am i supposed to know this newborn yet is this yeah right little, like four-year-old running around but so how was the flight with a newborn 
that long a flight. He did great. I think that the newborn stage is something where a lot of people are a little bit worried about it. And it's one of the easiest, uh, of course, depending on, you know, the child. But he did great. He slept majority of the flight. I mean, he was easier than I would say once once our kids got to about a year old and started walking, that was the most challenging. That's hundred percent. Yeah. But the newborn stage is a lot easier than sometimes people think. You say, yeah, the newborn probably just slept the flight, but yeah. he and older sister, right? How old mm-hmm. was she when on that flight? Was she three? She, three? Yeah, she would have been three. She it's, did pretty good, too. I was going to entertaining a three-year-old for that long. Could be tough. Yeah, those international flights, though, with the big planes, you can kind of walk up and down the aisles a little easier. So that's mm-hmm. what we did quite often. So that kind of makes it easier than some of the domestic or smaller smaller planes. He's got to find a flight attendant that's baby hungry and say, here, hold the baby. Yeah, right. I can if you, if you feel comfortable. <laughs> so many times they've offered to come and help. And everyone like talks about, I don't want to be on kids because people complain about them on planes. And that's just not been our experience. I mean, Olivia has flown, what, 250,000 miles at this point. And I think we can count the bad experiences on one hand. Mm-hmm. So, so you're logging her miles. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I love Over that. Over 100 <laughs> flights at this point. I love that. That's okay. fun, yeah. So you spent your whole maternity leave in Japan. A good chunk of it. The end That's of it, awesome. yeah. The last That's three the weeks or so. Yeah. I'm a little worried about Japan because I, I saw something. They said that they, they're going to be the one the last to open up. So I'm hoping that it's not too long. But when it does open up, what were some things that made that so memorable? What, what are the, some of the experiences or things that you did in Japan that kind of stood out or, or that we should do when we finally get to go? You like food, If you like food... That's the place to go. I mean, it's all unique and... 7-Eleven. Yeah, 7-Eleven sushi for breakfast. I mean, like... (laughs) Can't beat it. Can't beat it. But there's also like a lot of cool cultural sites. Kyoto is beautiful. Mm. There's just so many different like... What were some of the the arch... The golden arches, what are those called? I'm so terrible with names. (laughs) (laughs) The golden We did stop at McDonald's there. (laughs) We did. That's like one of our travel traditions. Well, Yeah. Yeah, well, McDonald's has like almost like a local burger or something like that like don't they i feel like everywhere you go mcdonald's kind of has their yeah they have a unique menu yeah yeah. we we make it a point to stop at mcdonald's every place we go do you Mm -hmm. that's kind of a fun tradition then yeah yeah there's a there's just a lot of cool different sites there and olivia i mean she still remembers them and i think a lot of people think oh well if i do this big trip will my kids even remember it is it even worth it or should i wait till they're older but she still talks about all the things we did there so yeah. it's awesome i don't even know that she remembers actually being there but she remembers stories that we tell about it and pictures that we see of it so it's kind of the same thing yeah and i love the gardens in kyoto oh yes the temple and the gardens yeah you, you guys obviously yeah, did that. Yeah. yeah that was pretty cool as non-revs when we're traveling we try to get to where we're going the best way we can with the most open seats. So sometimes when we're talking to other people and we tell them how we got somewhere, they're like, no way, that's so crazy. So do you guys have a crazy travel story for yourselves or anyone else? Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Oh, yeah, automatically thinking about <laughs> They that. knew right off the bat. <laughs> Code word, Buenos Aires. Yeah. That was both ways. Yeah, the way back we had to fly a different airline because last minute, the airline that we normally fly on sold out of all the seats so we had to fly a different airline to get home we flew to from buenos aires to miami and then we had to take an uber from miami to fort lauderdale and then where'd we fly after fort lauderdale cleveland cleveland and then we flew back to chicago (laughs) it was like the weekend of 
flights that never ended. It was it was yeah. insane. But to get there, we did. We flew Chicago to Houston, spent the night in Houston, or no, Chicago to San Antonio, spent the night in San Antonio, and then flew to Houston, and then Houston to Buenos Aires. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it, though. <laughs> Do you guys, is that very, very often? Not to that extent. Norm- normally, we can get where we're going in just a couple stops, I yeah. would say. Fort Myers is hard because there's a base there for the for flight attendants. Okay. So you just never know what you're going to get. So one time we did fly, what was it? It was Fort Myers to Newark to Baltimore to Cleveland to Chicago. Was that? Sounds I, right. It was, it was a ridiculous <laughs> one too. That in Vegas. We never can get out of Vegas and then we keep going there. I don't know why we do it to ourselves <laughs> over and over again. Because it's easy to get there. It's the leaving Vegas that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. You just got back yesterday, though, and that worked out. Yeah. But was that on a, a Sunday or Saturday? That was a Saturday. Saturday That's yeah. the, the key, I think. I think yeah. Sundays are awful because everyone's Everyone out. tries to. But yeah. if you can catch that early flight, normally people are... A little hungover. Yeah, and just don't that's show. What, yeah. yeah, that's what you count. Early bird gets the worm. Yeah, sometimes it's just like, just get out of Vegas, and then you can get home with yeah. whatever you can get out to get out. Yep. Well, I feel like when I was working in res, I probably shared this before, but I feel like, yeah, in reservations we would get calls on like Saturday night or no, it'd be like, yeah, on Saturday night being like, I'm not going to make my flight Sunday morning out of Vegas. Like they already knew cause they were on the strip still drunk. <laughs> and they were just like already calling. So I was like, I can't go in the morning and you'd be like, okay, let's refund your flight. It's like calling sick to work, but calling Going to the airlines. Yeah. Like, like, I, I don't know it. why I booked a 6am flight out of Vegas. There's no way I'm making it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who does that. Right? Like I just, I don't understand. I mean, it works for us non-revs to have that 6am flight. For but. sure. Yeah, but now with the now people are allowed uh, free same day changes, so that kind of like adds a whole <sighs> new kink in the works. We have to just wait and see. Even it more. helps for early flights, and it really hurts for the for the late flights. Yeah, yeah. So we're traveling out later tonight, and so my this morning my husband goes, "Okay, we're bre- breaking our cardinal rule of first flight in the morning." He goes, "We're breaking that rule." I go, "I know <laughs> we are. We are breaking that rule." All right, now. So you guys are okay with traveling all over, but what about like your in-laws? What's happening today? <laughs> What's oh. happening today with them? <laughs> oh. I'll let you yeah. take that one. <laughs> so I, yeah, um, they also tried the Vegas one. I feel like they try that a lot, even though that's one of the hardest places to get back from. But they are flying from Ohio to Vegas. So that one went fine. That was smooth. And then on the way back, we thought, oh, it's a Monday. It should be pretty easy. There's always something that goes wrong. And uh, that happened today. So there was a flight uh, that they were going to take to Chicago to get to Ohio. And it got delayed by like, I don't know, eight hours or something like that. So then you have to deal with rebookings and everyone was rebooked. So they had to fly from Las Vegas to San Francisco, San Francisco to Newark, and Newark to Ohio. So, <laughs> yes. And they're not quite as used to it as we are. So. No, they're a little bit more stressed. The 6 a.m. call, how much are tickets? Can we just buy one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They did, they, before they even tried one flight out of Vegas, they already were ready to just throw in the towel and buy a flight home. <laughs> Are you their travel agent or do they? they... My, my dad is pretty good at it, but on crazy days, I help out because a lot of times it's like you have to switch it and be ready for a flight that leaves in five minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> with you guys, you guys are airlines by seniority, right? Because we're, we're time to check in. So do they still go like ours or parents or after? The, is that how they yeah. are too? 
with your seniority date? Yeah, it's they, we go by seniority and then time of check-in after seniority, but it rarely gets to that point of yeah. like somebody the same seniority checking in at the same time. So yeah, it goes by seniority and then parents are a little bit lower. Well, it's when people get to the point where they start looking at buying a ticket, I feel like the price is always so crazy at that point that you're like, no, I'll take the four stops. Like I can't afford the $600 ticket. Yeah. That you're like, oh yeah, I'd take the four stops any day, right? any day. But I don't, yeah. But when you get to that point, you're like, oh man, this flight's full. I should buy a ticket. You're like, it's too late at this point. I should have bought this two months ago if I was going to buy a ticket on this flight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Will you share your story about the day you went to the airport? And I don't know if you had a destination. I watched the video. So people can watch that. And you didn't get out the entire day. What was the plan or the what you were trying to? That was daycare was closed and we had the day off, but we didn't really want to go anywhere like, you know, for a long time. So we just wanted to do like something for a night. And so we got to the airport and first flight didn't get anything. Second, third. I don't. We had what? Seven or eight different tries. Of it was different just going flights. from gate to gate. Yeah. It was, like, it was just. Yeah, well, we've we've had this happen multiple times, I feel like, but one was over Memorial Day weekend, so that was our own fault because trying to fly standby on a holiday weekend is just nonsense. Uh, So yeah, we were, we never left. We went to the airport from Chicago and came right back home. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the club, and (laughs) that's that. Do you find it harder to, you had to get two seats, and then you had a baby, so now you get three seats, and then... Even just harder and harder every every child that you have to get trying yeah. to find four seats compared to the, the two seats. We haven't had the chance to non rev with four of us that much recently. I mean, okay. this is only since what December we went to Orlando, and that was their first flight since March of 2020. So, yeah, Everett spent most TBD. of his life in <laughs> in quarantine. So, <laughs> well, what did you guys do? Because you got, did some kind of unique. So, why do you go into that a little bit of what you guys did. Oh, yeah. We bought an RV and just decided if we can't fly, we're going to drive. So what did you go see? What, what was the decision, yeah. decision that made that and why? I don't know. I don't know. You just told me we're buying a camper. And so I agreed. And- uh, yeah. I was tired of sitting at home. So, yeah, we bought a camper. We went. Our first trip was out west. So we did like Rocky Mountain National Park. We went to Yellowstone, Arches in Utah. And just did kind of like a loop out west and came back. And then this summer we did the East Coast. So we went the opposite way and we went up to Maine. And that was awesome, too. I loved both. You both forgot of Florida, too. We drove down to Florida. Okay, we, we did Florida, too. But was this like working? You were still working in the day? Or was this yeah. vacation weeks or months? Like how, how long was this? these trips? No, these were working trips. So we would work during the day and then tour in the evenings and then took days off sporadically as we wanted to go explore. Very cool. That's kind of what you want to do, right? You want to live in a van? Yeah, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. Oh, nice. People who live in vans. All right. All right. So were you basically living in that the camper for that period of time? Yeah, I think for over the course of a year, I think we spent about three months in our camper. Nice. Very cool. What was your favorite place you went? You said you enjoyed them all. Was there something kind of or surprised you more than you were kind of expecting? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh I, I liked Rocky Mountain National Park. I We hadn't really spent time as easy as it is to get to Colorado for us because it's just one of the easier places to fly. We hadn't really spent any time there. So I, I just I loved it. I love the mountains, the kids. Mm-hmm. We took them up a few mountains to climb and stand on top. And it was just awesome because it's not really something a lot of the national parks when you fly they're 
you have to rent a car to get to them. We mostly end up staying in big cities um, because it's kind of hard to get to those national parks. So it was just a totally different experience for us. What she said. (laughs) (laughs) Did your your kids ask, why are we flying there after flying for years and all of a sudden you're driving? Was that kind of a transition for them? Yeah, our older Olivia did, yes. And then we would see planes flying over our heads and we'd be like, we'd be there in two hours, but instead it's going to take us 20 or longer. That was a gut check and we flew under, well not under, but right next to ATL and we were halfway to our destination and we'd been driving for like 12 hours and like... We could just be right over there. <laughs> it would take us three hours. <laughs> As I remember, we went to San Diego with my kids last summer. We we never drive anywhere. We fly everywhere. And my oldest, he was saying, why aren't we just driving here? And I had to explain, like, we can't this weekend for a reason. But it was so hard for him to understand because we fly everywhere. So I figured your kids are probably the similar like the, But they enjoyed it, though. They enjoyed seeing those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah, I think they like the balance of of, um, flying and driving. So I don't know. I don't know that we can fully give up the RV life. I think we'll still still be doing a little bit of flying and a little bit of RVing. So you still have the RV? Yep. Oh, cool. Any plans? No, not yet. We've been flying a lot. So it's kind of, it's (laughs) been, you're out of the game for two years and it's like, okay, time to go. Now you just want to go everywhere. Fly, (laughs) fly everywhere you can. So is there something, you ever had a time when, well, we can all go around and answer this. When you said, we're going to go do this thing, and people thought you were crazy, like, you went on a trip, like, I'm going to go here for lunch, and it's like, it's it's other side of the country or something, and to other people, that's so weird, but you, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's normal. It's just a Tuesday. Yeah, so, could you, do you have a story we'll go around and share, or I remember I was working at UPS, two jobs, airline and UPS, and just talking to the guys that work in the night shift, and and what they did the day, and I was like, oh, I went to San Francisco for lunch today. And they were like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted a chowder. And then to them, were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I, it's hot. I wanted to go have chowder. So do you guys have stories that, quick stories about just kind of, maybe you said something or people just how they reacted to what's kind of funny or interesting? We've definitely had the flying just for food. Oh, We've yeah. done that for Europe, to Europe a few yeah. times. Um we went to, well, we have the Brussels one, and then where else did we go for short? Well, you really wanted the macaroni and cheese from Seattle, from the um, from the market. Ah, uh, yes, yes. The lobster mac. So we've done that a few times. Oh, I think- sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's, it's a little bit different because my coworkers all experience the same thing, so we all share stories, and no one thinks I'm too crazy, but- I don't know. For Nick, it's it's a totally different ball game. Yeah, my coworkers still are. I don't think they quite grasp, you know, that we do the ridiculous stuff. Like we were planning on going to Hawaii, and at the last second, that flight oversold. So there was a flight to where do we fly through um, Frankfurt, and decided that we we're just going to go to Athens instead. And so we went and spent the weekend in Athens after having planned on going to Hawaii. And people like when we came back, they were like, wait, you were in Athens? I'm so confused. <laughs> not even Because I'd been yeah, talking about like- we're trying to go to Hawaii. And then the next thing they're like, you were at the Acropolis. Like, okay. It, it makes packing really hard because it's Layers. like sometimes you're planning on going somewhere warm and you end up somewhere cold and you have to pack for both. It's it's crazy. Okay. So for me, we my old job, we were all cross-utilized. So we used to work on the gates and then we'd do the ticket counter We'd fly. We'd do it all. So when we worked gates, uh, our gate shift would end like 2.45 in the afternoon. And we'd hop on a flight from Phoenix to Yuma. 
And we'd run across the street and have happy hour at the hotel and then run back and catch the last flight from Yuma to Phoenix, which Yuma's really a, just a speck on the map. And it's a dusty kind of, sorry for those people from Yuma. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. But that's what we used to do, run up there for, for happy hour. It was kind of fun. Catching the 310 to Yuma, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, my therapist or my counselor lives up in Salt Lake, and so I fly up there to do that. So I'll be like, yeah, I need to schedule an appointment. I need to get up to Salt Lake. And they'll be like, but you don't have someone down here? And I'm like, no, not no. Like, I like my one up there, so that's what I fly up there so for. So why? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> right? It's funny when you say stuff like that to people, and they just don't get it. And you're like, yeah, it's normal. But I remember when I was first in training, and I was still – I knew that the fight then the benefits. That's why I got the job to start. But when I first heard a guy say, oh, "I'm going to Buffalo for wings," like not Buffalo Wild Wings, he was going to fly to New York to have wings, and it was just like, "Oh, it's so cool!" It's so that that is an option. That yeah, that's that's the life I want. Just for sure, have those. Do y'all have the the priority pass restaurants like the Amex Platinum or I don't have CSR. Those how we, oh we man. have we have with our own airline so we can go to our airlines lounges whenever we're flying oh so you need to look into the the csr has lars the, writing it down I the like priority this. pass <laughs> and with that has restaurants okay and so like there are a ton of airport restaurants that we don't even leave like we'll fly to houston and not leave the airport and just go and have margaritas at the airport restaurant and like you get with each membership two get or a guest so the four of us and 28 bucks off our bill for each and it's just go let's have lunch have a few drinks then come on back yeah it's cheaper for us to fly somewhere else than have lunch in our own like literally it's cheaper to fly (laughs) to houston for lunch and come back than it is i love that so it just gets you a discount on when you're eating those restaurants yeah well it's um it's a per person 28 bucks of a credit so if there's you know for us with the kids they each get one too so we get what 100 and $112 $112 each time we go and, you know, sit down to eat. And then I think there's two restaurants in Houston. So you can go to both of them and then. But you don't have to spend, <laughs> really if you keep it under 100, if you keep it under that, it's free then? You just got to pay the yep. tip. Yep. The tip. Oh, wow. And how much does it cost for that for a year? I don't even know. Five seventy-five for the CSR, maybe something like that. It's, okay. I mean, yeah. it's expensive, but if you're going to use the. Yeah, the perks for it. So yeah, a lot of good benefits with that card. Yeah, and does it get you in uh, this lounges too? Is there some like priority lounges? Yeah, because our so, friend Tim was, I think, is a priority. Yeah, not usually like the U.S. flagship carriers, but like say what Swissport always has lounges. There's um, the Club is a brand that's at like Las Vegas, Orlando. Get you in, or is it get you like a discounted mm-hmm. entry? No, it gets you in. Oh, just right in. Yeah, very yeah. cool. I know that people will have the other cards and but you have to have like a guaranteed seat and i feel like we never have guaranteed seats we don't so, so amex is annoying with that one because the centurion lounge you have to have a confirmed ticket yeah and then delta even though if you have the amex you still have to have a delta ticket to get in so, but you know whatever i guess we can live without those two yeah so that's what and you you can have multiple people on the one card so you can split it is that mm-hmm. what you said okay yeah we have to look into that yeah. We want to do it? Yeah. Not Monique, though. What? I want to be no. part. Very cool. Yeah, that's definitely that's a good tip. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know about that. That's our friend, Thorsby Southwest. He has the car to get in the lounges, but it was still like $35. And so I was like, so what do you have? Do you guys have some stuff? And you guys have been a lot of places. 
on your bucket list? Do you have destinations on your bucket list that you guys? I've always wanted to go to like Bali or somewhere a little bit further away, but that one is just so hard to get to. And it it requires a lot of, a lot of flights that would not be easy for us and probably would require other airlines. So we've never taken the leap to do that, but that one's on our list. We also haven't really explored much of the Caribbean, kind of a little bit closer to home. I just want to get the kids to all the continents. And so we're working on that. How many do we have marked off right now? Uh, well, poor Everett. He hasn't even been to Europe yet. Like, that's it's so embarrassing. <laughs> he's been to <laughs> Japan. He's, he's, he's been, been to Asia and South, South America. America. But, but he's like, not been to Europe. He's two, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So embarrassing. He's two. And, and it's, like, but it's COVID. Yeah. I mean, that's an excuse, I guess. But <laughs> he, was, he was one when we got locked in, locked down. <laughs> he's so lame. <laughs> Uncultured. <laughs> So um, we went to Africa. We did a, a photo safari. Oh, we actually nice. did a tour. You know, we we went in a big group with, in a van. And, and my kids were, I think Drew was six and my daughter was 12. And it was it was great. And they both still remember everything about it. So yes. that's a good one for you guys because your kids would be so cool. Yeah, yeah we went to Africa. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to do that one soon. We finally have an option to get there. There's a, a flight that'll get us there that um, wouldn't, yeah, yeah, to South Africa. So that's, yeah, that's on our list too. Well, this has been fun. Thanks for being on. Everyone go check out their Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. What's your YouTube channel? What's the best way to find the YouTube? Just, is Family on Standby? Yeah, it's just uh, youtube.com slash family on standby. So you'll like that. And if we've talked about the stuff, then we'll put, put some links to those, those videos cool. in the show notes so you guys can make sure you know those that. But watch those and listen see him on twitter and instagram i think you guys are so fun and so funny so and we're Thank actually going to have you guys on next week again to get into more of the kids stuff because i know you guys have some good tips for those and, and things like that so, so hopefully everyone enjoyed the show and uh, we'll see you next week thank you yeah thank you bye